0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode 3 of our Legends of League podcast. Anthony Maroon is my name and as usual we are at the Four Pines Brew Pub in Manly. If you're in the area, remember the name Four Pines because it's a wonderful place to eat and bring your friends along. Now, Legends of League, you probably know it as a tournament. For a couple of years we've run it out as a tournament out of Newcastle, out of the Central Coast. Obviously COVID-19, no tournament. This year we will get back to the tournament But in the meantime we've kicked off this great podcast And a couple of big guests today too Penrith legends uh, Craig Gower And of course Ryan Girdler And a special mystery guest calling in as well So let's do it hello everybody welcome to our legends of league podcast episode three we are live once again at the four pines brew house in manly we love it here we just keep coming back and back and back we love the mighty four pines brewing this is the pale ale we'll tell you more about that a little bit later on i might give the boys a taste and when i say the boys joining me of the beer yes why what did you want to have a taste of what are you offering, mate you're ryan Girdler. you can have a taste of anything you like Ryan Girdler, everybody. Uh has uh Nice to see you, Maru. Nice to see you Thanks too. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for
1: coming over to the north.
0: No, it's I thought if it's Did a Did you get chance, the ferry? I didn't actually. I no. took the uh, Spit Bridge. Very I basket. And you still
1: got that seniors card?
0: <laughs> well, I was running a little bit late. Okay. So I thought I'll come over on the ferry mm-hmm. on the uh, Spit Bridge. The bloody thing was open. I was sitting there for half an hour. It was
1: open, the bridge. Yeah,
0: how do you blokes put up with that? How's Wendell and Tara? My two cats, Yeah. they're absolutely beautiful. One's been at the vets. Okay, what's wrong? She's had a little bit of um problem around her uh, liver, Mm. that's a little Tara, Uh, but she'll be okay, Okay. thanks for asking.
1: I hope Wendell's looking after
0: her. Yeah, he is, and hello to everybody at Matraville Vets, thanks for taking the time and taking the care, and also joining us today, he played a dozen years of footy with the Panthers, so I've got a couple of Penrith legends with me, Craig Gower, nice to see you. Thanks, Brian, how are you, bud? Nice, how's how's everything with you, mate, business is good? Yeah, just pumping along, mate. Just pumping along, pumping the concrete along? Yeah,
2: just getting the wogging, you know?
0: yeah. Getting the what?
2: Getting yeah, the wog out of me, you know. we we'll just pumping concrete. <laughs> I've got, I went from, from fruitering into concreting. So yeah, yeah just, right. I, Boy, that's the Italian next? in your uh, mate. F- I could be doing kitchens or something. yet. So you, know. Mm. A bit of granite. Cabinetry. Oh, Stone. You know? Stone. Yeah. Could be moving to Italy, I reckon.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know. I don't know if this is true or not, but a mate of mine is I've got spies everywhere, as you know, Goods. I do know. Redfin Street, Redfin, mm. La Perouse, Coffs Harbour. I've got spies everywhere. Somebody told me you were in Yas recently.
2: Yeah, I was down there yesterday doing a bit of work. Right. So, um, Bit of a long day,
0: but freshen up today, so it's good to be here. Yeah, nice to see you. Boys, we'll talk about what's going on in rugby league today and uh, around the moment, and then we'll go on to your wonderful careers. And you're not going to believe it. I have absolutely pulled out of my backside Mm. a special guest like you're not going to believe. Talk to me. Who you played football with at Penrith? I don't want to say who it is just yet. Okay, okay. Okay. In case he doesn't answer the phone, let's talk about boys. What's going on in rugby league at the moment? The ho- news hot off the press at the moment is um, this young bloke from the the Sharkies, Bronson Cherry. He's tested positive. It's a, he's got a, a positive sample. Something like five different illegal substances in his system. Am I am I right about that, Gowie? Uh, it's it's a lot anyway. Yeah. And,
2: uh, you know, I think the, the biggest thing for me is that how has he made this decision? You know, even though that he's been injured – and I, I get that. You're injured. So what? You – like everyone else, you go through the protocols you, to get back. And if you're a month later or two months later, it doesn't really matter. You're 19 years of age. And, it's you know, for me, we always knew back in the day that there's just no way – no no way in the world you're going to get around it, you know. And I think, uh, I think it was uh, – who, who, who tested positive? Rodney Howe. Yeah. Rodney Howe tested, yeah. and uh, the funny thing is, Matty Adamson uh, was you know a good friend of ours. He used to, he trained with uh, Howie, and he told us a story about when he was in the gym, like just how like strong he was, and it's just it was ridiculous. And Matty used to train mm. like ridiculously hard. Yeah, it, was, he, un, it was unbelievable.
1: He played know? he played in that Origin game where he did like thirty five hit-ups yeah. and mm. sixty two tackles. And it was, it was ridiculous.
2: And then yeah. after that, he tested, and you and you could see. Uh, what effects it has on you and the ability to, to become a better player and and the young kid did what that interview two days before and you can even see he's talking about how fast he was yeah. and he's getting faster and faster. Well no wonder. Yeah. Like seriously. Yeah.
1: Like I, I really I really hope he's had to he's had to go off campus to acquire the mm. the well, the alleged obviously substance that he's mm. he's potentially been taking because, you know, we know the the, the Cronulla Sharks in the last couple of years have have also um, you know mm. been caught sort of with their hands in their pocket a little bit. So hopefully that he's had, he's had to go outside of their system to surely to, mm, to surely. source that sort of stuff. And then the other thing is uh, that the you got a question and and there's a, I just don't understand the timing of the announcement from from. Asada or yeah. Wada or whoever it is at uh, the governing body because, you know, we're two days away from the start of the season. The testing was done in the middle of November. It just makes – the mind baffles. I mean, is this kid who tested positive in, in obviously, you know, November, late last year, been waiting around for six or seven months for them to come through and actually then give him the notification that he's tested positive? Well, let, for those of
0: us who have never been involved with a professional football club, talk, talk me through that first of all. He, there's no way that he, he has had this put in his system without him knowing. He has have to be 100% aware of what's going on. Oh, 100%. Right. You're
2: talking about uh, testosterone. Uh, there's a number of different testosterone that has that that been alleged that he's actually taken. But you're, you're talking like administering by uh, – I, I wouldn't know. It would have to be by needle or tablets or some form. You're not going to get that out of a uh, supplement, I, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Um, I've never seen a supplement that has testosterone in it. And someone's given him the wrong advice or he's been naive or whatever. It's, you know, it's the same as Jared Marlin's case. Like for Jared, how old he was, and obviously I played with uh, Jared, I don't understand how he could have thought that that was going to go part because Mm. you just – you run into the gauntlet for for one. Yeah. And now with the drug testing the way it is, obviously you do a urine sample and there's a blood sample as well. So – uh, yeah, it's just astounding to see this young kid make this wrong decision when he had the world at his feet. And um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this is going to play out. But
0: it looks like he'll he'll definitely go for four years. And mm. it's a long time out of the game for, for anyone. Definitely go for four years. You, Gerds, mentioned uh, Wada and Asada. Yeah. Who I thought were two Lebanese girls you went to school with in Wollongong. <laughs> yeah. But... Water and Asada, sisters, there. actually, <laughs> their timing, their timing of the announcement. You questioned the timing.
1: Well, everyone's got to question the timing. Is it to get you know as much publicity around this as possible? Two days out. I mean, they've had plenty of time. There hasn't been a lot of news around for the last sort of three or four months, other than uh, talking about the the status quo. So, they've played plenty of opportunities there to do it a different way. Uh, for them to wait now t- for two days before the season starts. I mean, now we're talking about. You know, there's all there's you know eight games on this weekend that everyone's excited about. We're probably one of the first competitive sports in the mm. world to come mm. back and actually make a commitment and then you know go be able to go and execute. Uh, there's a lot of positives around it, our game at the moment, and for them to to come out two days beforehand, knowing that you know the newspapers for the next couple of days are going to be all around uh, this poor kid. Um, I, I, I I have to question the timing. Yeah.
2: Do, do Do you think it tarnishes the game like with this? Out of all the players that get tested, there's been one guy that's tested positive in, I think, James Figueroa last year. And then, mm-hmm. apart from that, I, I can't remember the last time that someone had been done yep. for, for testing. Uh, do you think it uh, tarnishes the game? Or, oh. is it, or do you think that the game's doing the right thing by actually have, having the test and to trying to make it a cleaner game? And, unfortunately, there's been one or two people out of how many other tests that they've
1: done and, you know... That, that I think have, the game continues to... To be the star and it'll bounce back but i just think you know for the young kids coming through for parents trying to explain like so you know he's a guy that obviously made a big impression in the small time of first grade that he's he's been there for a couple of years he's probably um one of the highest profile players sort of coming through the the shark system and there's probably a lot of young kids around that want to be bronson cherry um who are now probably having some pretty difficult discussions mm. with their mum and dad as to why this guy's not playing and why he's going to be sitting out for potentially four years, I think it just makes it, you know, it's certainly not good for the game.
0: You said, Gowie, that he, you believe he's definitely going to get four years. I, I have to say, like, four years, I mean, can't we cut him some slack? Two oh, years. Well, one, you, you, one can, year. you can't cut him
2: slack unless you, you know the full story of what's transpired. And I suppose he's the only one that's going to be able to, to tell his story. And hopefully, it tells his story with with the truth and honesty that that everyone deserves. And it would be interesting to see uh, what those circumstances are, and then the powers that will be will make that judgment. Mm. It's as simple as that. But that, you know, it's. It's different to that Shana Jackson and all the rest of it. This is like proper inf- uh, inf- um, enhancing drugs, performance enhancing drugs, and, and that's what we want to stamp out of the game. It's simple as that. We don't we, we don't want to end the game. and um, th- Every supporter and all the rest of it, they want it to, to seen on a clean playing field.
0: Okay. Now, Calum Ponga um, is about to, and he may have in the last few hours, signed a, a, a longer-term deal with the Newcastle Knights, about $1.1 million a year, Gee, I, I like the way this Newcastle side has gone about recruiting the right players and building and building and building every year. And, and this year they've got a great coach. They're going to really put it to the Panthers this weekend. Yeah, but do you think that paying a kid that's
2: that sort of price this early when, yes, he's come out and he's done some unbelievable things, he's got the ability, he's, you know, he's shown that he can, he can perform, but it hasn't been smooth sailing for him. You know, and it hasn't been consistent either. So to 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 afford him that sort of uh, figure, uh, you know, uh, I'm actually surprised. You know, I, I, he's you know, and if you want to pay someone off ability without delivering, well, you know, so be it. But that's that's one question mark where you know clubs get themselves into in, into trouble, and they're just banking on that he's going to be to furnish into the star that they that he they should think he's going to be which is fine but personally I just wouldn't pay that sort of money for that that player.
1: It's interesting times as well in relation to you know salary caps and the like and what's happening moving forward in relation to that what are the broadcasters doing obviously for a club to make you know a, a major signing like that during this period I find it interesting sure it's great there's been talk obviously about him potentially going to rugby union so I kind of get there's a little bit of urgency around they certainly don't want that. I think they see value in him, not just on the field, but what he does marketing for their club. I think he puts, you know, bums on seats. Um, he's a high-profile player. People like, you know, when he when he's on TV, you know, he's attracting eyeballs, all that. I get all that. Um, as Gowie said, he had a couple of amazing seasons, but um, still hasn't. Gone on yet, and you know, produced in, in finals and origins mm. and the like. So, but I I think he will at some point. But for me, the question would be more about the decision Newcastle have made, given you know it's un, such uncertain times to go and sign a guy to over a million dollar contract. Maybe. Maybe you know, there's no one else that could have offered him any more. Maybe you know, the best players in the game in the next couple of years might be on eight hundred thousand dollars, and they've paid overs. Mm. Who knows? But it's interesting.
0: All right, boys. Um, what about Israel Folau? He, he had all that controversy. He walked away, or he didn't walk away from rugby. He was out of rugby. He, he's gone over to play in the uh, Super League for for the the France-based team, for the La Catalans Dragons. And now there's some talk about the West Tigers wanting him back here in the NRL. He would be such a good player for the West Tigers, a good a good signing for the West Tigers. Is that how you see it, Gowie? And should it be that easy, Should be easy, Should it be the case that Falao just walks back into the NRL?
2: I think he's a class player. Um, you know, he's producing over the, overseas before the pandemic. Uh, you know, I think with Israel, look, like he's he's got his views on on certain things in in um, in society, and I think that. If he just shuts his mouth and not does what he has to do and just keeps it to himself, and you know you, you let him come and play because he actually can bring people to the games, and he's, and even though people have made their decisions on him, either they, they dislike him or they, or they love him, um, you know you can't get get, get past it. He's a he's a he's a fantastic player. Um, it's more just that what are you going to get with him commenting, and if he's going to put other people in in uh, harm's ways, or you know. Obviously, you know, not reflecting well on the game. Well, obviously, that's, um, that's one, that, that, that will definitely have one of the causes in, the, in mm-hmm. the contract where as soon as he puts one, one step out, he's gone in, in, in that fact where he's, he's obviously not you know, looking out for, all, for, the, for the, the NRL.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it, where in the modern game, or we work in radio as well, you're always looking for big corporations to spend money. Yep. And if he starts
1: upsetting sponsors… Well I don't, I don't know why the, the game would take the risk.'t you know if Israel was 20, 24, 25 and, and coming to the peak of his career, you roll the dice a little bit. you know he, he's been over in, um, in the Super League now for six months or whatever it may be, and apparently he's been able to control um, his social media and all those other elements, and he made some promises I think, before he got the contract, and he's been able to stand by that to this point. He's 31 now 32, coming back into our game. Um, and you're right, you know, we don't know what the landscape's going to look like in relation to, you know, all of our corporate partners moving forward. Mm. So the last thing you want to be doing is upsetting anyone. Yeah. So why bother? Why, yeah. why bother bringing him back into the game?
0: I couldn't imagine, though, Gertz, how he would be at the West Tigers and I don't believe Michael Maguire would put up with any of his nonsense.
1: Oh, you know, he's a guy that runs a tight ship, there's no yeah. doubt about it, and that might be the right environment for him um but as i said before they got some really good outside backs mm. the west tigers and he's at the back end of his career israel and uh, i just don't i just don't see the risk and reward there for uh, but if, the game
2: but if west tigers think that they, they can win with him they'll yeah. they'll buy yeah. him. but mm. then it, it comes down to the nrl saying yay or no so mm. Effectively, it's not really the, I don't the West Tigers. It'll be the NRL. So yes Peter no.
1: Valandis doesn't look like a guy to me that's going to mix his words. Mm. And, I mean, if he doesn't like the way Israel uh, has been carrying on over the last couple of years, and I doubt he would because not many people have, uh, I don't see him opening the gates to in, in, in much of a hurry. Do you, Murray? Oh,
0: look, I think it's – um, I think somebody said – Peter Valandis uses a machete to cut through red tape, which is a line from some song, I think, but hasn't he been great for the game because Taylor Swift? I don't think it would be Taylor Swift. I think okay. it's a Triple M song, <laughs> not a song that you play in your cafe. Okay. What songs do you play in your cafe?
1: I don't know. We get a guy to make up, like, yeah. this funky playlist. Mm. I, don't, I, I, I don't know. A lot of it's um, music that I don't listen to. Why don't to, you but get hey, Gowie? As long as the people are happy. Mm. Why don't you get hire, like, one of those Moby Disc things and get Gowie to come along and do a mm. set for you? <laughs> I just put repeats of the, your Sunday show on you know, <laughs> all, of our, all of our cafes just <laughs> listening <laughs> to you guys talking. <laughs> Yeah, Sundays. well, that's
0: C, and you could learn something from doing yeah. that too. And that's
1: because we want to move them on quickly because they're <laughs> taking up the table. So
0: <laughs> You're a knucklehead, mate. Yeah. Hey, mate, I'm the one that's here every week, right? Yeah. Now, let's talk about the game's interesting start of the uh, footy last night with um, Parramatta and the Broncos. What do you think of the
1: one, one ref? Well, I, the I'm work?
0: going back to that try, you know, how much nonsense there might have been about that one try if yeah. we would have... had but, two refs. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But forget about that, that's in the past, yeah. right? Like that shirt you're wearing... That's in the past. Oh, <laughs> That's from another era. Oh, like that haircut you're wearing. Now we are calling this blockbuster game the Sarvo um, North Queensland versus the Gold Coast Titans. You know what, Gowie? He he says I pick on the Gold Coast Titans, but fair dinkum. I don't say you pick right. on you right. the Gold Coast Titans. You do say that. They, they need need to do kick, pick
1: on the Titans. Yeah,
0: they kick, need a good kick up the arse, don't they, Gowie?
1: Oh,
2: I don't. Know. I don't know what they need, but. Uh I thought uh, with Justin Holbrook, and, uh, they were going to show a little bit. But um, obviously those first two two games, it was there wasn't much there. And uh, I don't know. It's, I don't think they've got the cattle to do it, you know. Simple as but that. How
0: can you say they don't have the cattle to do it? Uh,
2: well, they're not playing well as a team. Well, Simple that's as right. that. So yeah. you so you, got, so you got a bunch of 17 or 30 individuals in a, in a team that aren't playing like yes, a team. So yes. you're never going to win anything. Simple well, as that. Well,
0: as our coach at the Waterloo Waratahs, Tony, Mr. Tony McGuinness, used to say, a team of champions is not a champion team. He also used to say, "Treat the sideline as a precipice."
1: But who do you think will win this one? Hey, <laughs> Um, I, I was a little bit disappointed with the way the Cowboys started the season. A lot to play for in the new stadium, and got beaten up there, and was disappointed in their first performance. But I, they bounced back in round two, um, and they've got their usual suspects with Taulalolo and uh, and and I think that that new combination now uh, in the halves. Morgan looks obviously a lot more settled there at, at the seven. They got Val. Uh, at the back there in the spine, um, that young guy from the um, from the Dragons has gone up there to play dummy half. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name at the moment. He's putting a little bit of pressure on uh, uh, Granville up there. So um, I think the Cowboys will probably win this one and, and quite comfortably too and they get to play I think I think the interstate teams get a little bit of an advantage going into mm. you know this home in a way mm. sort of up until round nine to the pure fact that they do get home games and they're familiar so even if they you know there's no one there there's no one there um, you know these sides have still got to travel up there and play there and they get the you know the the luxury of staying at home and preparing the way that they always have so I like the um, I like the cat what do you about the
2: uh, six again dude listen to um uh, Paul Green the other day, he said, we're not going to do anything different. Just, does, does that just show you the arrogance of coaches? <laughs> because he's sitting there going, well, it doesn't matter. We'll just slow it down. We'll keep slowing down. We'll just keep, we'll just keep waving, swa- right. waving six yeah. again. Yeah. You know, I, I think there, there needs to be something stated where – Well, you know, what, what they, will
1: change them, I and what, what will make the coaches change is the fact that they, the, the referees this year are allowed to use the sin bin without the warning. So I tell you what, when coaches all of a sudden start losing players to the sin bin and not just getting repeat sets of six against them, but guys that are sitting on the sidelines, they'll change their ways.
2: Yeah. I was thinking about the other day. I was thinking as, as with the sin bin, but they'd stage it. So you do like first one, so you wave six again. Then you get a penalty. Then you go five in the bin. Next mm. player that does it mm. gets seven and a half. Yep. Next one does ten. Until, until they, they get it in their head. You go to 12? Well, 20. Twenty. <laughs>
1: just take
0: the half. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. well you know, fuck them.
2: because if they if they don't <laughs> if, if if they don't get it through their heads that we want to we, we want to open game, mm. they will lose it through the penalty through the blokes going to sin bin. As simple as that. Yeah. So so they'll they'll have to come to an, an, a, a a reasoning in their head. Yeah. Don't get off them. This, start start to open up the game. It's just gonna it's just yeah. gonna. It, you you're might gonna get need big, the refs to be strong with it. Yeah. That's the thing. You, you might get a shit fight there for the first six weeks, but yeah. they'll, they'll learn because they're losing the games. All simple right, as boys.
0: this uh, other game. Uh, tonight Roosters Rabbitohs, Bankwest Stadium. Rabbitohs, obviously no Cody Walker, no James Roberts. Who wins this one?
2: Um I hope the bunnies do because I just hate the Roosters. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's simple as that. Like um it's gonna be interesting with Latrell Mitchell. There's been a lot of talk about him, you know, who is he going to play fullback? Is he fit enough? Uh, all the rest of it. You know, Wayne's uh tenor there with with the with the bunnies, you know, is he is he um, you know, just trying to keep the players on side. I know Wayne personally. I'd, I, I can't see that happening. You know, I think Wayne is a, he, He's always going to be a, a players coach. That's that's how he is, and uh, he'll get the he'll get the best out of them with, with no doubt. Uh, you know, Cooper Cronk out. Obviously, they didn't win the game in the first
1: couple, did they? That's did they? the thing, Gary, with the Roosters. I mean, looking at this revised season, now. 20s basically the new 30. So you need, to, you need to win out of these 18 remaining games. You're going to need to make the finals to win at least 10 of them. Mm. So the Roosters start losing early on in this uh, revised season. There's going to be a fair bit of pressure on them in the middle and the back end of the season. So I don't think that will happen. I think the Roosters, especially without Cody, who I think um, you know a big loss for the Rabbits, um, I think the Roosters will win that, Maroon.
0: All right, just to be clear, neither of us hate the Roosters because Nick Politis is a regular viewer of our podcast. So hello, Nick. He's only, he's only mucking around, and you know me. Now, the next game is the Sharks and the West Tigers. Oh, I, just, I rubbed Nick up a couple of times. So that's all <laughs> Sharks, Tigers, who wins this one, boys? Oh, hang on, I've missed one no, there. Sorry no. about that. Morris and George. What, the, the other blockbuster we're doing at Triple M, I'm doing Warriors, Dragons at Central Coast Stadium.
2: Well, it's going to be interesting to see how Warriors go. They've got a lot, a lot of injuries at the moment. Um, I, th- I think St George will, will, are going to come out, you know, firing. I think uh, they've got a good team down there. Uh, it's And it's, you know, obviously Mary's under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and he needs to deliver early. And, um, yeah, I, I think the, uh, St George, the Warriors are going to be in for a, a, a massive year, like just mentally, physically, just not being able to go home and living out of a hotel and so forth. It's... Um, yeah, it's going to be a draining year for
1: the Warriors, I think. Yeah, I'd love to see the fairy tale, the Warriors, and um, you know, with what they've sacrificed, and um, come over here and be successful this year. It's just, I just can't, I just can't see it. Um, I think this will be a close one, but I think the Dragons will find a way to, to open their account. Bankwest Stadium again, Sharks, Tigers. Um, yeah, I'm going to go the Tigers a little bit. A little bit probably more settled at, at this point mm. with, you know, Josh and now Bronson and a couple of uh, disruptions they've had in this sort of in late, late part of, well mid part of the season. Um, so I'm going go to go the Tigers.
0: Yeah, with Gerds,
2: with uh, the West Tigers. Uh. All
1: right. Now, this is always a blockbuster. The
0: last couple of games have been so good. Melbourne Storm, Canberra Raiders. And as you said, Gerds, it's a bit of a home ground thing for Melbourne yeah. Storm.
1: Yeah, big advantage for the Storm. I mean, the Raiders play their, their home games at Campbelltown, so they're going to have to fly in for their home game. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be tough for the Raiders. Uh, yeah, look, I like, I like the Storm down there. I think they'll um, – um, I don't know if, if we can consider this the first game of the season, but I think the Melbourne Storm haven't lost the first game of the season mm. coming off a preseason under Craig Bellamy since 2003. So, I think that you can sort of take this in the same vein. They'll be ready to go, the Storm, and I think they'll win. I'm going with the Raiders. I mm-hmm. think they're,
2: they're going to be too strong um, just for the fact that they had two great wins at the beginning of the season coming off last year. They, they beat Melbourne in Melbourne. Uh, it was a cracking match. Now uh, yeah, With a new halfback in there with the Raiders, I, I think they'll be too good.
0: All right. Uh,
2: Gowie, the
0: Panthers and the Knights at Campbelltown Stadium?
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd love to say that the Panthers, and I will. Just uh, through heart, but um, But you
0: played for the other mob too. Yeah, yeah,
2: it was only six games, but mate, <laughs> it was only six games. But yeah, it's the halves are going to be crucial for the Panthers if they can they can get themselves going. I know Nathan's been doing a lot of work with with them, so hopefully, um, I spoke to Trent. Trent's pretty keen. Uh, they've been going going well at training, so that's that's a good thing. Newcastle obviously um, they're, they're one on one, so um, it's it's going to be a, a good match for them. And if Penrith can get off to and and win one at, with having Nathan out, uh, it's going to going to hold them well to you know for the back end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think Penrith can win that one, Maroon. Okay, now this other this last game, Central Coast Stadium on Sunday night. No one would have been there anyway, I don't think. So probably not going to make any difference there. Manly. I think Manly
1: usually draw a pretty good crowd when they go do up they the really? Coast because they've played some home games up there over the last couple mm. of years. What yeah. rock do you live under? <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair <I> like, enough. <laughs> look, I, Manly started the season uh, tough draw. Uh, good win against uh, the Roosters. It was it like out there, and uh, I think they'll continue that on. Still some, um, you yeah, know, some some. Issues with the Bulldogs. They didn't start the season obviously very well and showed some promise. I think in that first game they were competitive against Parramatta, yeah. but they sort of fell away in that, that second week. So Manly are going to put a lot of a lot of teams to the the sword this year. They're going to they're going to really trouble. I think they're going to be you know a side pushing for that top four spot. And I think the thing that Des does when he's got you know a good roster is he gets them to play consistently. And I think that's what Manly will do. And they'll be too good for the Dogs.
2: Yeah, the yeah, egg's too, too classy.
1: Yeah, well, uh, hopefully for the dogs, boys, they can. They're talking
0: to John Bateman, and apparently now they're talking to Andrew McCulloch. So, this, particularly Bateman, this might be if they can just snare one big name, Foreign can sort of stay on the field without getting injured. And they, they start getting a bit of consistency.
1: Yeah, there, were, there was some promise to the back end of their season last year. Mm. I mean, they're an effort-based club at the moment because of their, I guess, their lack of sort of star power in their roster. They've got some guys that just turn up every week and inspire the rest in, in their skipper Jackson and the like. So, um, you know, Kieran's a big loss for them. They've got, you know, some young halves and we're not sure what's happening with Lewis at this point. Uh, not really sure what it seems to be. I'm not sure whether it's the relationship thing or, or Dino doesn't like his... The way he plays, I, I, I like him from the outside watching the way that he, he plays. Um, I think he's entertaining, I think he's got a lot of time with the football and he's a great defender, uh, but there's just something about him that's not quite fitting into the Bulldogs systems out there and I'm not sure whether he's even playing uh, over on Sunday, but um, I think their fans are just need to hold on for a little while and hopefully they can get some quality players and, and it's always good to see the Bulldogs playing well.
2: That's the thing, they've got the cash in the bank, they just need to be able to... Mm. Bring them across, but you can't bring them across and pay people overs because then you're, you're back in the same spot. Yeah. So it's
1: yeah, what's Johnny Bateman worth? I mean, that's the other question we he, haven't touched on today. You if, know? He's, if he's worth
2: 800, I'm not here. Yeah. What do you think he's worth? Oh, well, but if he's, he's 600, wow. 650, around mm. that, but like mm. 800, play that's you're talking about a you know, yeah, I, and, I, and I can't we spoke see about it
1: before, you know, uh, uh, with with. The, the, the situation at the moment where we don't know what's happening with the salary caps. I mean, there's a lot of clubs out there, even if they've got some cash, they need to be really diligent about who they sign yeah. and for how much because that all might change. It might might change at the drop of a hat.
0: Okay, boys. Now, I've got a uh, Penrith Panthers jumper here. It's the old uh, – what do you call this? The retro colours with the Oak Plus sponsor. But what I want to mm. do, two Panthers legends from the uh, 2003 grand final – Gowie and Gerd's We're going to get them to sign this. We're going to have a uh, the Panthers jersey signed and a silent auction. So you submit your best offer with name and contact, deals, de- contact details by email to info at legendsofleague.com.au. Info at legendsofleague.com.au. The great Craig Gower and one of rugby league's genuine sex symbols, Ryan Girdler, the Silver Fox. What would you pay for a jumper signed by these two? Okay, mortgage the house, take the kids out of private school because I tell you what, you want to get this. You're an idiot. (laughs) Okay, well, take a break and come back with more. It's Legends of League. Well, that is part one of our chat with Ryan Girdler and Craig Gower. We've had a look at what's going on in and around the game at the moment. But part two of this chat, we're going to talk about their careers at Penrith, winning that famous grand final in 2003, their representative careers, et cetera, et cetera. And that'll be online for you Wednesday, June 3. A couple of really funny guys, so I hope you'll uh, have a listen to that when we get that on June 3. And by the way, when we do, Luke Prittis will join the guys too via the telephone. So hope you get involved. Once again, thanks to our brand partner, which is... Four Pines Brewing Company. You can give them a follow on social media with the handle at Four Pines Beer or check out their website as well, which is fourpinesbeer.com.au, but it is a beautiful drop. And please make sure you hit subscribe so you're the first to know once a new episode released. That's about it. Find us on social media at Legends of League Oz. So it's Legends Legends of League AUS to catch all our exclusive content and announcement that's it for this week. See you, part two, Ryan. And so to Craig Gower right here on the Legends of League.